Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast, featuring Ted Ings and his distinguished guests. Each week, you'll gain valuable insights to level up your game in retail automotive's fixed operations. This episode is brought to you by BG Products, partners beyond products. And now, here's Ted Ames. Welcome back to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. David Farabaugh is with us. He is the Vice President of Strategic Opportunities great friends, Quantum Five. First time here at the Fixed Ops Roundtable. David, welcome to the event. Hey, Ted, thank you so much for inviting me onto the show today. Looking forward to our conversation. David, I have heard so much about you from our friends at Quantum Five. Quantum Five is all over the show. We're very grateful to you and the team there for all you do to advance our industry. And uh, exciting stuff that you've got uh, coming. And, you know, you, you're, your company, David, is rich in information and data. And uh, I know you got a lot of great information to share with us today. And uh, I'm excited to have you here. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll tell you, I've been in this industry my entire career. And every time I turn around, I'm just, I think nothing else could surprise me. But every year I get surprised with new developments in the car business. And look, the past, the past three, four years have been such a roller coaster in our industry. And I don't think uh, the ride's going to stop anytime soon. Yeah. And I absolutely love digging into the data. And that's my passion that brought me to Quantum 5. So ex- excited to share with you uh, the information today. Well, I see the title you've got today is fixing the one, is that $1 million retention problem? Yeah, believe it or not, that's the cost. That's the cost of employee turnover um, to a average size dealership with 70 employees. Wow. Uh, you know what? A lot of dealers, um, we don't realize the number. And, and by the way, I mentioned rich in data. Where do you get all the information from? How does Quantum 5 you know, yeah. gather all that? Yeah, it's a great question. So um, two years ago, we purchased a company called ESI Trends. And ESI Trends um, is a company that uh, specializes in employee workforce studies. And most notably, for the last 10 years or so, they have done, uh, they've conducted the annual NADA workforce study. So most of our dealers on the show here today um, are familiar with that study. I would, I would suspect that many of them uh, themselves have participated in it. And through that study annually, we get employee data on, I don't know, 10 to 15,000 employees um, across uh, all car dealerships, all positions in the dealership, everybody from the receptionist to the technicians and everyone in between. And so um, we get all of that turnover information and um, the earnings information for the dealerships, and we're able to aggregate that to some really strong numbers. And as you show right here, let's just, before, you know, before we even get into it, we'll level set for a second. And we know that Historically, the auto industry or the, the, the retail side of the business has always uh, struggled with turnover, right? And we're looking here at retention. And this is the number of retention is actually the, uh, the, the calculation of dealers, uh, dealership employees that stay employed during a certain period of time. And we're showing one year retention. That means employees that retained at the dealership past their one year anniversary and three-year retention, which is, that means they stayed there three years or more. And we can see across the board here, sales consultants, you know, up 75, three quarters of them um, make it through 
one year, but only 44% at three year advisors. You know, I don't have to read the numbers. Everybody can see it. But the point here is that we know the three year mark is critical for customer retention, right? Average trade cycle. I know now it's, it's north of four years. People are holding onto their cars longer. But that three-year mark is really when people start coming back into the dealership, especially in the service department. That's when the car is out of warranty and it's critical for the dealership to retain those employees or retain those customers to come back in and have their service completed. And when we look at this number, and I'm going to focus specifically on advisors and technicians here, at the three-year mark, 50% of your advisors and technicians are essentially practicing on customers, meaning they're new to the dealership, most likely new to the brand. And that's just not the customer experience that drives repeat business from those customers. And so the the first challenge to fixing uh, customer loyalty is actually employee loyalty. Make sense? Makes a lot of sense. And this is a very well-respected study. The NADA workforce study is quoted throughout the industry and has been for a long time, David. So you know, great yeah. job on all this. Yeah, and this is these are these are uh, the most recent figures through uh, the end of 2022, and in 2024 we'll have the 2023 data. So this is the most recent data on the market uh, that we're looking at right here. Now, what's interesting, and if you go to the next slide, we can see what this actually equates to. Again, reference. I you know we've been doing this for over 10 years, so we have a lot of information. We're able to triangulate the the highest performing dealers against the lowest performing dealers. And when I say it's a $1 million retention problem, this is where we get the numbers for or where, where they come from. So we know that if a dealership with 70 employees, and that's what the NADA average would be, if they can reduce their turnover of employees by 10 points, that drives gross profit per employee by five by $450 per month, which is $375,000 a year, just by reducing that turnover uh, by 10 percentage points. At the same time, if they can improve that three-year retention point by 10 basis points, that adds on average $775 of additional productivity or monthly gross profit per employee, which equates $650,000 a year. And so when you put those together, it's just north of a million dollars that an average size dealership is going to put to the bottom line on gross profit. So Mm -hmm. with that, I mean, that's a number that I lean into very hard because despite all the record dealership earnings we've seen the past few years, there's not a dealer on your show today that wouldn't like to have another million dollars at their bottom line at the end of the year. Am I correct? That's right. <laughs> so what I thought we would do today is share our five top tips for how you improve this number and how you move that retention number, because that's what everybody's thinking in their head. They're saying, OK, I get it. It's a lot of money. It's worth focusing on. But what do I have to do? And I want to show you five things today that, quite frankly, are pretty easy, don't cost a lot of money, and anybody can implement. So the first thing we know is you've got to hire for retention. And I'll tell you a quick story. Years ago, it was 2007, 
I was uh, I was a factory rep for an OEM. I was new in this role, out meeting the dealers, and I sit down with a, a well-known dealer in the southeast. And the general manager, we're talking about employees, and she said to me, she said, David, I just need warm bodies on the floor. She said, we'll tell, we'll tell them what to say to the customers. I just need warm bodies on the floor. And I thought, oh, man, that's okay. That's where I am with this, with this dealer. Um, and sadly, that's not unlike things we've all heard at some point. Like, I just need people. I just need to get people in here. Um, I need people to wait on customers. And I'm going to tell you that if that's the tactic, there's got to be something more because, it, you know, if we're just hiring more bodies on the floor, we're always going to be struggling with turnover. So I would say we've got to hire for retention in mind. We got to make the process slow and deliberate. Right. And we have to cut the cord quickly and be OK with that when people aren't working out, when it's not a training issue, when it's a personality issue, when it's a customer experience issue, we need to be able to make quick decisions. And there's tons of data available today to assess the personalities, um, to assess the skills of the people that we're interviewing. And I know a lot of dealers, there's a very large, well-respected dealer group out there that uses uh, a personality survey for every one of their new hires uh, before you can even come into work. Um, through the interview process, you go through a personality assessment. They use that and they rely on that throughout the person's career. That stuff is available and more and more dealers are leaning into that, um, the data uh, behind it. And then when it comes to interviews, it's not just an interview with the service manager or the sales manager, the general manager. It should be a panel interview, just like any other white collar professional typically goes through where multiple people inside the organization interview that person. Because what I'm looking for and what I'm tuned into in person, Ted, might be completely different than what you're tuned into. Or you might recognize something different that somebody else doesn't recognize. And when everybody can come together to interview in the process, it just makes for a richer experience and you get better employees through the process. And the last thing is we got to recruit year round, not just when we need people, always got to be talking and meeting people in the marketplace that say, hey, you know what? That guy or gal might be a really good fit in our organization. I don't have a place for them just yet, but I want to stay in touch with them. So hire for retention is the first thing we can do. And I'm hearing more and more about these things like the you know, having the interview process with multiple people in the dealership. Um, so there's a lot of focus on this right now, David. So, you know, for sure, for sure. And then, you know, the, the number two is an easy one. Communication doesn't cost a thing, but let's face it. Today's workers are completely different than what, what I was like when I started, we want to be communicated differently. Not everybody communicates the same way and what works for you might not work for somebody else. And the number one thing that I see, if I could stress one point today, it's it's this idea of being intentional and frequent. I talk to so many general managers who look at the survey results that come back for work we do in their dealerships and the, the technicians complain that they never see the general manager or the dealer principal or, or whatever. And they say, that's, that's bogus. I always park in the back. I walk through the parts department and through the shop floor every morning. And I say hello to everybody. I buy them biscuits on Friday. And, you know, that's just not that's not the case. 
But the case is you have to be present, just like just like a parent, right? My, my child wants me to be present in their daily lives. Employees um, need to feel the presence of their leadership team in their daily lives. So inclusion, just including everybody. And I know inclusion might be a hot topic these days or a, a buzzword throughout all of corporate America, but it's really inviting everybody in your dealership to participate and be a part of the ongoing process in the dealership to grow and develop the culture. So bring people in when there's a problem that needs to be solved. Um, you never know what great ideas might come from the parts counter person in the back of your dealership that you never talked to. So giving everybody a, a voice. And I would say also very important is surveying your team once, hopefully twice a year to really understand where they're coming from. And for any of your viewers out there that saw um, in October, Automotive News published the uh, the top 100 dealers to work for or the best sure. places to work report. And it's interesting because 58% of those top 100 dealers, 58 of those dealers on that list, they work with our company. They do annual surveys. Wow. I don't think it's a coincidence. And I'm not saying you have to survey with Quantum 5. Use a survey platform and really collect that feedback from your employees. Whether you use us or somebody else, just use somebody and really collect that feedback. Everybody wants to be on that top dealership list. That's oh, very coveted. Huge. It's it is huge. It's a it's a really big feather in anybody's cap when it's when you're recruiting for employees to be able to say we're one of the best places to work. So the next thing. Um, schedules and compensation. We say the DARE model internally. It's discover what's motivating people, ask them what they're willing to try, review it, and evaluate what's working. And listen, I'm going to say, and and as our founder, Dave, Dave O'Brien says regularly, he says, I'm going to touch the third rail here, Ted. I'm going to bring up something that's going to be a little controversial. But this idea of scheduling um, Today's employees want options yeah. and it doesn't have to be bell to bell six days a week anymore. Um, I think we'd all be surprised how much people would be willing to sacrifice in order to have a more flexible work schedule. And there are some very progressive dealers out there that are doing it. In fact, there was a, just a really good, um, a really good story last month from the LaFontaine group up in the Midwest who up in the went to, they, they went to a, a four day work week and gave people the option and people said, what's the catch? And they were surprised when there was no catch and it's working. And so it's a great, I mean, there's a lot of progressive dealers that are out there doing it and it's working. And I will say that as the baby boomers retire and, uh, and we get Gen Z into the workforce, they're just used to a different model doesn't mean they can't be successful. They're just used to a different model and they want different options. And so that's something that progressive dealers are doing to um, attract and retain the best and brightest Gen Z workers. Yeah, that four day work week is very attractive. We've seen that gaining a lot of traction. Um, it, it comes with a lot of responsibility and uh, a lot of nuances at the dealership level. But if dealers are committed to it and working through it, it can be very, very successful. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. And then the, the last one here is just to redefine onboarding and career planning. And I kind of say this tongue in cheek because for the most part, there really aren't that robust onboarding and career planning pr 
processes in a lot of dealerships. Um, they shadow the, you know, the new salesperson comes on, they shadow the best salesperson for a couple of days. Um, they learn the process, they learn how to get into the key machine and then they're off on their own <laughs> in the service drive. Um, they come through and, you know, they, they work with another advisor. They maybe go through their uh, mandated OEM certification uh, that they have to do on the computer and then it's on. And then the real big one, and we see this uh, probably the number one comment that we get back on our surveys that we do for dealers, you know, looking at employees, they want career planning. They want to know that there's a future for them. And when they don't feel like there's a future, what do they do? They do what anybody would do. They, they start looking around like what other opportunities are out there. Grass always seems greener when you don't know what the grass is going to look like at your own workforce uh, tomorrow. Right. And so um, this is really the last thing, you know, it's just creating that infrastructure where employees feel valued through a, a solid onboarding process and really learning the, the culture inside the dealership and then constantly talking to those those high performing employees, especially of what do they want to do next? How do they want their career to develop inside the dealership? So it's a big motivator which keeps people tied uh, more so than anything. And then the last thing I'm going to give you here is kind of the bonus for all of the dealers on the webinar today and, and listening. Okay. The number one thing that they can do is participate in the annual NADA workforce study. Um, this is the best way uh, to get more robust information, not only about your own dealership, but about how your dealership stacks up across um, the competitive set in your local marketplace. So, it's free to participate in. Enrollment happens in January 2024. And uh, they have up until, I want to say, the April, May timeframe to get all their data submitted. And you can learn more about it at the NADA Workforce Study.com website. So that's what I've got for you. David, great information. And, uh, you know, the, the things that you're speaking to today the career path, the importance of dealership culture change at the dealership level. Um, you know, you and I have been in the car business a long time. And I think, you know, we've learned it's not really the car business. It's the people business that we're in. And quantum sure. five is really the experts on the people side. Thank you so much, Ted. Really a pleasure to be on the show with you today. Everybody. Uh, if you want to get more information on what quantum five can do for your dealership, your dealership group, uh, David Faraball is easy to reach. He's the vice president of strategic opportunities. You can go to quantum5.ai. You'll see them all over the fixed ops roundtable. They've got a great team, uh, a great team of professionals uh, working on improving that employee and customer experience. David's email is scrolling across the bottom. Uh, and David, I want to wish you and your family and the Quantum 5 family a very happy Thanksgiving next week. Thank you. Same to you as well. Everybody, great honor to have Quantum 5 with us. David Faraball from Quantum 5 with us here today at the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Take care, Ted.